What is going on? Raider. This is Beyond the Arc. I'm your host, Brandon Silvers. As always, I'm joined <laughs> by my producer and co-host, Mika Gadsden. Mika, what's up? What's going on? You mean asshole. <laughs> anyway, trying to change the intro, but it's all good. I think it worked out. It did sound good. I do like that. So, okay. uh, right. I mean, you know, I can handle anything. I'm great at all things. So, oh. it wasn't nothing for me. Oh, wow. God complex. Got it. Yes, mm -hmm. that is 100% correct. Oh, you are the pod sham god. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of 100% correct, <laughs> quick housekeeping. Um, last week, Mika referred to Hakeem Olajuwon as the Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, I'm going to give myself. So, shout out to all the listeners who hit me up on really just, just one homie specifically. And, and bro, you're supposed to have my back, you know? You're supposed to have my six. So I can't wait till we have the visual component to this <laughs> because I know you saw me and it scrambled my brain. And then I was like, oh, no. And by the time I went to say something, we were past it. So I was like, you know, maybe no one will notice. Yeah. I did catch you on Shazam. OK. Yeah. That the important shit, the I important, guess. But I knew like I, I just wish people could have seen my face when you said Nigerian nightmare. I know. And I'm like trying to think, like, like wait a second, thing. I don't have that in here. Yes. So I got it wrong. Sorry. Shout out to what, Christian and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, former Chiefs running back. So okay. uh, the true Nigerian nightmare. Right. And the whole difference sport. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. They're both Nigerian. <laughs> you got that. I was in the ballpark. There we go. Anyway, so. whatever I say was way more accurate, accurate than the African portrayals in, in the air up there. So I don't care. That's fair. <laughs> it was still a little bit anti-black, which we discussed <laughs> has a lot to do with your uh, lack of black movie consumption. Never. But we're working on it. Don't worry. Anyway. Okay. So, Mika, it's been a long week for us. Jesus. I mean, we're, we are media entrepreneurs. Yes. <laughs> so. All over the globe. <laughs> so, we recorded last Friday. Then last Friday night, we were out at the Charleston Battery Match. Uh -huh. Turned right around. Provided <laughs> live coverage for the Cooper River Bridge Run. Um, then Sunday night, I know I was up past my bedtime cheering on the Lady Gamecocks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 2022 NCAA Women's Basketball National Champions. Yes, and shout out to the Lady Gamecocks. They really held it down, and, and it's just great that we host the podcast in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, we see all that school pride all around the state, so it was just great. I felt really proud. It's my long way of saying I was very proud to be a resident of South Carolina. Yes, yes. Dawn Staley is the GOAT. Yes, yes. Um, Aaliyah Boston, National Player of the Year, so that was, that was exciting. And then Monday night I crashed, but... I didn't watch um, the Kansas men win. <laughs> Man, I was too tired for that. I, you really didn't watch it, though? I, I watched the first half, but I mean, it started at 920. What am it I supposed really to do with did. that? It really did. Not only that, so I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I crashed that. Like, and then when I saw them, like, I crashed that halftime. I'm like, oh, they got it. And well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then they did not. They pulled the New York Knicks on me. Yeah. God mm. damn. <laughs> they blew the lean. You. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, now so, I bring up my own trauma. I'm sorry about about your Knicks. I mean, my Lakers. <laughs> we already Whatever. know. So, uh, well, speaking of that, so college basketball season has ended. Yeah. NBA playoffs are about to start for some of y'all's teams, not ours. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I was looking at the sports calendar. I felt like that we were missing something. I was like, well, what's going on? I know, right? Oh, don't are you like that? Are you a sports fan that looks like kind of swings from sport to sport, like? I've been doing like so you look for yeah. like what's next yes yeah. yes so I was like there's something something's <laughs> on the way what could it be but your resident Mets fan like the 
<laughs> remind you, this is not Georgia. Save that Atlanta Braves bullshit for somebody else. But yeah, it's baseball season, bro. It's baseball season, <laughs> which I'm a Dodgers fan. Shout out to our owner, Magic Johnson. That's weird. And shut up. What owner? How much percent Magic got? Point one seven three. I don't know, but he's there, so okay. I pull for the Dodgers. Okay, what's up, Young Buck? And um, so, all right, that was a winning time. Winning right? time. Okay. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's baseball season, but it snuck up on me. And you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. We yes. can't be the only ones. Did it sneak up on you as well? I, I, no. I see. I'm, I'm. I'm really a big Mets fan. Like, okay. Like. Like. Why? I, I, <laughs> First game I went to, shout out to my okay. dad. Okay, Second Baptist Church in Rawway, New Jersey. They had be the best family trips growing up. And so we would go to so many sports events. So Shea Stadium was my first baseball game. Got to see Bobby Bonilla. I believe it was the Mets and the Pirates. So that's why I'm a Mets fan. Okay, so as a uh, <laughs> baseball fanatic, <laughs> where would you rank baseball in terms of like popularity, cultural impact, cultural re relevancy right. in America today? Yeah, like look, I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and like, like you know, yank anybody's chain. Like I understand that even with me, baseball is not my top, my favorite sport. My favorite sport to watch is football, like hands down. And the way the NFL has commandeered the offseason is quite a, quite a feat. But I will say that baseball is something that's it's important to me. Um, I look out for it, but I know that most people are struggling with it. It's losing its popularity across like every, every I guess, demographic. Just people are less interested in watching these games that typically take a long time. And I don't know. It's just, it, it become very local. But baseball is very local. And I think that's why it's losing a lot of its excitement and yeah, fanfare. Hmm. I don't know. Did I? I didn't answer your question, did I? Well, you didn't rank it. Okay, well, what would I rank it? For. Okay, so yeah, thank you. I didn't. But those answer. were interesting thoughts. Okay, I okay, do, I do three. Agree with some of them. Three, like if I'm looking at the top sports, it's three, and then and NHL is after baseball. So it's 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 football, basketball, then my Mets, um, and then um, my Devils. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so if you had to guess, rank those same sports in percentage of black players. Shit. Oh, this is like uh, Price is Right. Yeah. Um, so like, don't lose. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would think basketball's up top, moving it up a like invisible chart. Basketball's up top, then football. Well, I said hockey, so I know hockey's mm -hmm. last. So baseball, then hockey. In terms of my four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So going through a uh, 2020 University of Central Florida Institute for Diversity and oh. Ethics in Sport Damn. study. What? NBA, 74% black. Okay. WNBA, 67%. Okay. So that's basketball. That's right. NFL, 59%. Okay. Major League Soccer, 23%. Wow. I, get, I didn't include that, but that was I was thinking of it. Uh-huh. Uh, Major League Baseball, 7.5%. Seven? Yeah. Wait, do, say just say the percentage of the first one. 74%. Damn. Yeah. Not even 10%. So, and there was a distinction between Latinx and black, Look, even though that gets a little complicated. Y'all, yeah. y'all black too, but maybe y'all when y'all filling out these surveys, y'all not saying that. And I will say <laughs> for the NHL that they didn't report oh. their racial uh, stats, which I can only assume is due to shame. Yeah, <laughs> utter, complete and utter. Ooh, that's interesting, bro. Good job going to research. Yes. Yeah. Getting my stats right as well. Yeah. No Nigerian nightmare today. <laughs> 
Okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll wait for your little faux pas. We'll wait. Okay. So you did bring up some some uh, interesting. I keep saying interesting. It's you did okay. bring up some good points. You yeah. raised some good points yeah. in terms of why popularity may be waning in right. baseball. Right. But I believe it's due to <laughs> them failing to embrace black culture as a sport. Yeah, diversity in general, but specifically we're speaking on the behalf or from the perspective of black sports fans and, and consumers. Absolutely, I would agree with you emphatically. Yeah. Particularly when, I mean, we've discussed it before, but black culture is the most influential culture I mean, hip, in America. Hip hop is the most popular genre of music, which is, which is born and bred, you know, born and bred by black and brown people. Like, yeah, we our influence is, is, is remarkable. Yes. yes. So I really want to dive into that and look at, where they're swinging and missing oh, when wow. it comes to, to black culture and, <laughs> and really how that's showing up in the sport. Right. So I think the, the Shit, first- Shit, do you do any research on whether or not this is intentional? Because after, after reading the Showtime book by Jeff Perlman, you know, that was some of the complaints uh, that a lot of basketball con uh, fans in the 70s and 80s, the sport was too black. And that was a big thing. Like, is this, is this kind of like, almost like a, a welcome- consequence so i was thinking about that and i don't know if it's like a, it's a chicken or the egg scenario yeah that's a good way um but yeah. i do know their fans <laughs> tend to lean more conservative and like when i picture a baseball fan it's not a flattering mm -mm. picture that i have of baseball fans unfortunately we love uh i got love for some of y'all but yeah yeah shout out howard bryant <laughs> yes that might be the only one well you know he's a writer but yeah he's an ambassador for sure so uh, we've talked a little bit yeah. about the the anti-blackness. I think this shows up the most mm. in baseball where they, they don't really let you be an individual. Yeah, and that impacts, you know, again, whether or not certain Latinx players identify as Afro-Latino or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, bat flips come to mind when you mention that, that specific point. Yes. So as a Dodgers fan, we had Yasiel Puig. Ooh, yes. And Puig, uh, Cuban, but black. Mm, he liked to lick the bat. Yeah, yeah. a little odd. I wouldn't do it myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he was a bat-flipping machine. And everyone hated him for it. Yeah. I mean, it's cultural. Like, I love that, that players like like Yasiel Puig would, uh, would show so much enthusiasm and passion for the sport. I loved it. Particularly when we talked about, like, the pace of play. And <laughs> the gameplay isn't always the most exciting. So when something exciting happens, why wouldn't you celebrate it? Can we kind of first, before we move on, then you, uh, uh, citing what you just lifted up, can we talk about the things, the, the biggest criticisms that MLB gets? And yes. right there, yes. you just said it. You said pace of play, pace of play, meaning that, yo, these games take forever. There is no clock in baseball, y'all. <laughs> no, they take for they take forever. Um, analytics has really, really kind of ruined the sport because now yeah. it's it's showing that the most efficient or most effective way to win is is by hitting home runs. So right. you either get a lot of home runs or strikeouts, which isn't a whole lot of action as yeah. far as for the fan watching. Right. So think um, I'm gonna bring up a movie I, I have not watched. Just just keeping the streak alive from one. List, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, like Moneyball. Right. Yes. So ever since I think Moneyball Moneyball entered this uh, the lexicon in terms of us speaking about baseball and making it more efficient and using analytics to maximize the best results from a underperforming team or whatever or underfunded team. Uh, I think. Yeah, anyway, I guess that's when people started to talk more about the nuts and bolts of baseball is when that movie got popular, yeah. Which is wild to me because that, that movie was about the Oakland A's yeah. who have not won anything I know. 
in like 30 years. Which is such a weird movie, but I guess, yeah. But shout out, um, there's a Mets connection there. But anyway, I won't go there. I won't go there. I won't go there. Please do, because they're, yeah, don't <laughs> <No>. mention the Mets. <laughs> they're bringing us all down. My amazings. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, with the analytics. So the gameplay isn't super exciting. I think hitting a baseball is probably the hardest thing to do in sports. It has to be like that in golf. Like seriously, yeah. Major League Baseball and professional golf to me are, I'm always astounded by what it takes to, to excel in those two sports. Yeah. So I don't understand why when someone does something good, they're not allowed to celebrate. Yeah. And, and for real, I, I do believe firmly that those, that, that old, although all of those old unwritten rules and, you know, all the purists, it's, it's, it's rooted in anti-blackness. I mean, black black bodies were prohibited from playing the sport. And it was largely based on a fear of, of black, you know, you know, excellence on, on, on the diamond, for sure. Yeah, so I think that that carries over. And I think that that makes baseball feel antiquated because I think society as a whole has shifted more towards embracing yeah. individuality. Yeah. And I know as a black man in America myself, I'm often stripped of my individuality. Are you really? So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I have to, I know that comes as a shock to you because you haven't seen Coach Carter, but <laughs> I often feel like I have to like put myself in this box. I can't be my full self. Yeah. So the idea of watching something <laughs> where other people who look like me are have to do this as well right. isn't super appealing. Oh yeah, I got you. To you is not. I get how your personal experience informs the way you you go about. So have you ever like? Do you watch baseball games? Can you do you know the last time you watched the baseball game? Watching a full baseball game is like watching a movie for you because I can't <laughs> sit through the whole oh, thing. I can. I love movies. Maybe mm. not. Oh. Maybe not above the rim, but I love movies. <laughs> but I do, I do watch baseball from time to time. I I appreciate the sport, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but it's just. Yeah, it's just mm, it's very, you. very stuffy. Because I don't know if you remember, even growing up, I remember the there was a controversy about Ken Griffey Jr. wearing his oh hat back. God, I remember that so vaguely. Now, as, you, as soon as you brought it up, oh my God. You yeah. can't wear your hat backwards. Right. It's offensive to the game. And you know what? I think all that stuff, even when you think about the NBA and the dress, the dress code around the Iverson era, I feel like when you have those transcendent black players, there seem to be all these rules that pop up. Yes. Yeah, I don't like that. And there was even, I just read the story about uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Braves talking oh, about yeah. how he doesn't miss his former teammate, Freddie Freeman, who's now, <laughs> now is a Dodger. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, he doesn't miss him? He said that? No, because... Oh, Freddie was trying to explain himself. I was, like, I was just trying to do what was best for the organization. And, and where I come from, like you, you shave your facial hair and your hair looks a certain way and you don't wear your oh, sunglasses cause they, over your Oh, because he was, oh, I, okay. Yeah, fill the people in like a little bit more. Okay, so Freddie Freeman, they had beef? Apparently, because okay. Freddie Freeman was was not minding his own business. Okay. And trying to get Ronald Acuna Jr. to oh. abide by these, these made up, clubhouse rules where you can't because I know it's a big thing with the Yankees too where you could not have facial hair if you played for the Yankees yeah that, that's a Steinbrenner thing right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so it was just different things like that he didn't like how Acuna Jr. Uh, wore his sunglasses on his hat and it was covering the Braves logo are you serious exactly I so wish y'all could like, see my face just now I, I pulled up the articles but then I looked at Brandon like what exactly like who 
cares? Who, who cares? It, it, my, but but see, you know like who else disrespectful to the organization? Who else? Your little your your boy, your your your, your Dodgers pitcher. What's his name? The tall, lanky one, Kershaw. Kershaw. He said the same shit years ago about like, yes. you know, he was. They asked him like, I think it was either Dan Patrick or somebody, and like who, you know, who would a player, who what player do you admire? And he brought up, of course, old boy from Anaheim that don't nobody fucking know if they see him on site. Um, oh, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Mike Trout. This is this is it, right? So this is the problem with individuality right here. Yeah. I mean, and I'll interrupt you real quick. Go ahead. But Mike Trout is the best baseball player probably of our generation. And nobody knows who Mike Trout is. No, I'm on that show. show now I'm about to get names wrong. But anyway. I'll correct you. No, anyway. Um, I'll look it up so I can pronounce it. It's really about pronunciation. Shohei of, Otani. Shohei. Why well, I want to call him Shotei? What I the fuck? Know. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you know. I'm rooting him for him, but no, but but yeah. Kershaw was like he pointed to. Well, he plays the game right. Like, look, y'all. This is y'all playing a kid sport for millions of dollars. Like, let's let's just stop acting like we curing cancer out here, and like let's have fun and let's let's sell the stories that are the individuals. Like, I want to know how they grew up, especially if they came from Jersey. Hello, like I want to learn more about these players and I want to see them express themselves. Yeah. And if if someone's not having fun doing something, how am I supposed to have fun watching them? Right. I mean, case in point, kind of take us a little bit off, but it's it's topical. Tiger Woods yesterday, I was riveted. I texted you, all excited, expected to get some of the excitement back. I did not get it, so I was like, okay, cool. So, <laughs> so I was watching. Ty I got a whole thing with golf, but yeah, I, I I do too. As a black woman living in the South near many a golf course, but yesterday during the the Masters, watching Tiger and like. What I heard a lot of the reporters say is Tiger looks like he's having fun. Now, we've seen competitive Tiger fist pump and all that, but I like watching Tiger now because he is more human. He is more animated. He has a son out there, his children. Yeah, yeah so, so not only is this <laughs> lack of, of individuality and allowing players to have a personality, it's anti-black, <laughs> but it also is harming the white players as well. Like Mike Trout should be cleaning up. If, if this were like the 70s or 80s or 90s, he'd be cleaning up and endorsement money and everything. Yeah, but may, I mean, I, 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 do, I do think, I, I, and this is one little thing I will put, I do think this is who fundamentally who Mike Trout is. Yeah. So I think the way that white folks like to lift him up is less about, is less about like how the game should be played and to me more about that's his individual preference. Be, you know, because I think if he really wanted to get more national, because I've only seen him in one national commercial when he's Subway. dancing. Yeah, that, he yeah. Something, or nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just in there, maybe one or two. And I, maybe that's his preference. Maybe he's cool. Maybe the contracts are cool. But even to that point, like, that's his individual preference. So why aren't the individual preferences of the other players, specifically the Latin Latinx Ooh. players, respected? Mm. Like, if I want to show out and... Mm -hmm. and do cartwheels around the bases, <laughs> then oh, why just, am I not allowed to do that? It feels like a, like like a old old school base. Uh, what was that basketball, baseball player that um, used to do the backflips? Ozzy, um, what's his name? Ozzy, Ozzy Smith. Why can't I remember <laughs> anything? And why? But why can't I know any name? I don't know. We might need to get you checked out. I think so. And because I had, I used to have the. You remember those little action figures? The starting. What is it called? The um, the action figures. And I had the Ozzy Smith. I used to love that. And you should have known. I should have. What's wrong? Sorry, y'all. But even more <laughs> than, than like the baseball players going away from your um, short-term memory issues, 
Uh, so I, I know Bobby Bonilla, though. Okay. What a weird name to pull out to, to just be so committed to, to remembering. It's my first baseball game. Plus, he was on New York Undercover. So, bam. Oh, that's cemented. true. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Say less. Ozzy Smith, you wasn't on. Yeah, you got to You wasn't on New York Undercover. <laughs> um, but so an even bigger problem I have with the lack of individuality that that black players are allowed to show. Yeah. First of all, I think that that's very, that's like part of black culture. Yeah, it is very much so, yeah. And also how the white players are used is like the police when it comes yeah. to this. Yeah, because they consistently have the same stance on these issues. They consistently have the less is more perspective. And let me, and let me say this too, I guess that I'll offer this part. This might be, I might be completely off, um, but I feel as if like, the monitor like okay so in both basketball and baseball you have two of the stronger unions and you have yeah. best the better contracts guaranteed money and I, I just feel like some of that racial animus that we're speaking to is informed is more so it's, it's louder in sports where black and brown players are raking in the dough mm. and i feel like the the message from those predominantly white players is almost like you know you didn't earn this money, like you know, or this is such a privilege. You should be privileged. Ooh, think that's of, a good point. Th think about Colin Cowherd's uh, unsavory remarks about Dominican players and their and their quality of education. A lot of the the commentary seems to be rooted in some sort of racial animus, and I think it's where you see it the most is in sports that give you the best opportunity to earn on and off the field. That's a that's a great point, mm -hmm. and I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm subconsciously picking up on that as yeah. well. Yeah. And it, it yeah. just because it does come across as like resentment. Yeah, it is. Like, and it's not like because one of one of my most hated baseball players is Brian McCann. Like okay. he always thought that he like <laughs> Officer McCann. Like okay. you're not allowed to have fun right. out here, buddy. Right. No. Right. And it it does come across as like he's not he he can't pull off the cool. No. That. A Ken Griffey Jr. or right. a Yasiel Pui could right. pull off, right? Like he's he's old corny ass Brian McCann. And and I will say too, it's a little bit like when you think about baseball and its roots in let's just say the African diaspora. And I'm talking about the Caribbean, so I'm talking about yeah, Dominican Republic and the Africa diaspora. Like uh, in those countries, though, and I've had the pleasure of, of going to at least a couple. Um, you see a profound love of baseball. Like this is like. They grow up learning and using, and I'm not, this is not being, me being disrespectful, but they might use household items to play baseball, right? Yes. Like you can't keep them away from no. baseball. And it's not just, hey, we're trying to get out the hood. I mean, that that part is in there, much like the African-American story in this country, but it's a love of baseball in that game. So how are you going to tell this person who, you know, who, who've who been playing baseball probably at the earliest of ages, how are you going to tell them how to conduct themselves on the on the diamond? And like, how to express that passion. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a game in, in Latin America yeah. or in Japan. And oh my God. They are going wild. Especially, in like, and, and I'm so happy you took it out of like this hemisphere. Like when you think of like Asian, like Korean baseball as well, like they make a whole production out of all of this, like the at-bats, the walk-up is like crazy. Yes, some of the greatest bat flips I've ever seen were were in the Asian countries. Yes. They're just flipping yes. it to the fucking moon. Yes, yes. and I, I, exactly. That's how we got Shohei, not Shohei. I mean, seriously, like I'm, yeah. I was so great. I was just so happy to see some different type of melanin up in the game. Yes. And like this dude is playing both sides. Like, 
He's he's pitching, he's pitching and, and he's hitting and he's talk like he's just a a a, a great story. Um, anyway, I, I love that he's bringing a little bit of that to the game too. Yeah, yeah. And then and you talk about like a Japan, yeah, where the culture is supposed to be like more reserved. <laughs> yeah, and they're still allowed to have fun playing baseball. That's what I love, and and also you know Asian countries like China as well embrace the basketball. That shows you that they like showmanship, they like high flying, they like fast, they like they like flavor is my yes. point yeah and so why we have chosen to make american baseball yeah. <laughs> feel like court <laughs> that's a good good analogy yeah it's rooted in a lot of mess and, and uh, yeah I, I i i agree with you i think we're on the same page with that but i will say i'm a fan of going to games i might okay. i might turn on a little bit a couple of innings depending on what the game is if it's a rivalry with the, with whatever game i get i don't have any sports packages so whatever is is available in this market here in south carolina um, I'll catch a couple, but I am known to, to to circle one or two games a year post, I mean, pre and hopefully post pandemic. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, let's go hit the road. Let's watch this. So yeah. explain that a little bit, because I've never been to a major league baseball game. But so maybe we get these these press credentials and hit the road. But so how is the experience, particularly in terms of like as a black person in America? How how is it? OK, so. Um, I'm not going to bore your listeners with uh, a bunch of you know stories of me hitting the road, but when yeah, I <laughs> we're already talking about baseball, so we've lost okay. 90 percent of people. No, no, no. <laughs> so like, okay, now I'm spicing up a little bit. So when I moved back, when I when I relocated to Charleston around 2014, I still had one foot here and one foot mm, wherever the fuck I wanted to be. So I would hit the road often for games. So two places I went to were the closest cities that I felt would offer a great fan experience because I think that's what we're going to also get into. Like yeah. they're losing people. So I went to Atlanta Braves. Uh, well, Mets played the Braves. So Mets at Braves. Um, and I went to a Miami. Um, that was, I went to the game. The, I went to a Miami Marlins game where the Mets played there as well. So the, 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 the Atlanta game was great in that. No, I went by myself to both. Just so y'all know, this, this is how I okay, roll. Okay. Um, unless I go up north, I'm going with friends. But I went by myself because I just wanted to go. Fuck it. So I went and I just sat next to whoever was there. And I was talking their fucking heads off. It, it head off. Like, these are people who love the game. I've heard this about Atlanta fans. Well, because I've got some friends who've gone to, to Braves games and uh, they always. They speak highly of the fans. They say they're they're very friendly. The fans are very friendly, but but I want you to understand. No, 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 no. When I buy tickets, no, I'm sitting where the Mets fans is at. So, so oh, you're with the Mets fans. So, so, so fuck when, the Atlanta and, fans. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. But no, okay. but they were no. The Met, the fans were nice though. Okay. I want you to say that. But like, what was important though? Uh, for me, being someone born and raised in the New York metro area, born and raised in Jersey, you realize how many snowbirds fucking live in the fucking south. Huh. So both games in Miami and uh, in Atlanta. Tons of, of fucking Mets fans there, Mets throwbacks. And so I sat right behind, made sure I bought tickets right behind the Mets dugout. The Marlins Stadium is totally, totally different. We'll get to that. But I liked it. We were, it was a beautiful sunshine day. Um, we were losing. I was anxious. I was one of those nerds that had listened to the game's radio broadcast oh my on my phone while <laughs> watching. No. no, I did not have a mitt. No. Okay. Okay. Ooh. But but I did like to listen to the pluck the fucking play by play. So I had a great experience. I talked to dude's head off next to me when I when I wasn't listening to play by play. Um, it was a lot of fun. Well, I wanted to ask, but you were listening to play by play, so I don't know if you have an answer. So we've talked a lot recently, particularly with our uh, 
our coverage of the bridge run oh, yeah. about music. Oh, so what kind God. of music were they playing in the stadium? Because I'm a big uh, believer in, I know who's invited to the party based on what music is being played. That's why you got to let me tell the Marlins part too. Okay. All right, so so no, they're nothing remarkable there. And outside of the walk-up music, you know, you know they love, they love hip-hop for walk-ups. Yeah. So outside of that, it was just more dun, 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 dun. And then this is the old stadium, right? Because the, the, the Braves got a new stadium yeah. too. So this was years ago. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so I went to an Atlanta Hawks game. Okay. And that was all Southern hip hop all the time. I'm now I'm jealous of you. That was the most exciting experience. Like they had Ludacris there, okay. and you would have thought it was Jesus. Yeah, as a as a Knicks fan, I gotta say fuck Trey Young, but I, I, I'm I, team fuck Trey Young too. Oh, you are? I don't oh, like that dude. Oh, we're bonding as, as too light skinned. Oh, Oh, here we go. Oh, now it's the battle of the lights. Yeah. Okay. There can only be one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. All right. I like to think I'm pale dark skin. Can I do that? That's not a thing. A pale uh, dark skin. I've seen above the rim. Just say beige. Like Negro, please okay. stop. Okay. All right. I've seen above the rim. <laughs> so, yes. But no, so that experience, despite Trey Young being there and <laughs> offending my light skin sensibilities, <laughs> It was incredible. It was just the mm. white people were loving yeah. it. Like everyone was having a blast. It was like a party. Yeah, can I just take it again? Take it back to your Cooper River Bridge run takes and, and sh look out for the the flagship, the People's Beat podcast coming out soon, hopefully by tomorrow, Saturday. We're recording on Friday. Um, you mentioned some takes there, but you're right. Like if you could do it, you said this before, if you could do it, if you could play it in the Super Bowl, you, you can, can play, play it anywhere, anywhere, and and they the Super Bowl has embraced hip hop and and R and B and black music in general countless times over the years. Maybe they could do it more, yeah. But the point is, play some that play some damn hip hop. Yes, yeah. So about your Miami experience, that's a different different city. Although yeah. you would think Atlanta would be more hip hop at the baseball game, but how did it go in in Miami? So again, as a as a Mets fan, I'm looking to sit with either wherever there's like the you know the the dugout of my team. So get this. So this stadium, I was I googled before I bought the tickets. I'm like, wait, what is this? And they have. So if you ever go to if you ever go to Miami. You know where Dan Lebatar records is he's recording yeah, the Clevelander. Clevelander, yeah. Right. So I've been there quite a couple of times, right? Just outside eating, whatever. But at the Marlins, um, no, what's the name of it? Is it Marlins Park? Um, uh, at the, I'm gonna look they it up. They changed the name. <laughs> it's Nigerian Nightmare it's, Park. <laughs> why are you doing no. this to me? <laughs> it is Shazam Baseball Field. Is it Marlins? I think it is Marlins Park. Lone Depot. Okay, whatever. At the stadium where the fucking Marlins play okay, their home one, fucking that, games. That one. They okay. actually have a Cleveland, at the time they had a Clevelander club section. Okay. During the week, it's women in body paint. There's a pool. There's food. There's drinks. During the week. I'm it's a nightclub. It's it's like um, winning time. It's like the forum club. Like the forum club? Kind of. But with chicks out there body painted up. So I'm like, whoa, I'm going by myself. So again, and I'm not in the chick. So yeah, I mean, I'm like, all right, that ain't my thing. What's up with this Sunday game? I look at the Sunday game. They got a fucking brunch at the, in the Clevelander section. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying. And then, so what made me buy? Okay. So what made me really pull the trigger on the Clevelander, Clevelander club ticket section was that, oh, you get to sit near your bull, your, your, you know, the Mets bullpen. I'm like, okay. 
No, no, no. They got a glass wall so you literally can look. I'm in there. I'm seated in, in regular seats. Behind me is the pool and all the brunch and the bacon and the waffles and the pancakes and all of that is behind me. And I'm literally watching the bullpen warm up. Okay. That. That does sound amazing. I know maybe I'm just a hungry chick. No, but I do love some brunch as well. And I do want to go on the record. If y'all see me, if you think you see me at Lone Depot Park in the Cleveland section during the week, surrounded by women in body paint, it was not me. I do think it should be a Beyond the Arc. Like if they still had, I'm literally y'all, we're Googling right now. I I might be a Marlins fan now. It was Um, because the pictures look crazy. Like, like it was like, I was like, wait, there's a club here? And, and to your point about music, oh, that club gets like, and it literally is age restricted. So like if you, let's say you were trying to buy tickets for, for your family, you'd ha- like, I believe there was an age restriction. Like you cannot be at the Clevelander during the week, during the time where they're going to have adult entertainment. That's adult entertainment. That's well, responsible. <laughs> so I do like that. So, okay. I okay. know the Marlins are n- known for not having a lot of fans. Right. But based on the two, did, could you tell like a difference between who was at the game? Yeah. Like racial makeup. Oh, definitely. Again, it's Miami, so you're going to get more Latinx folk out, so more Cuban flavor, Cuban food at that brunch that I inhaled um, and barely tasted, Um, Cuban music with the walk-up. You feel that? You feel that walking in. Okay. Like, yeah. So I think that kind of goes to my point. Like, if you make the experience fun and... Hey, you don't even have to embrace black culture. It could be Latinx culture. Yeah, it could be any kind of... If you with embrace seasoning. culture with seasoning, yes. <laughs> then it's going to be a better fan experience. Uh-huh. And so I want to go to your... You like listening to the broadcast, which I think... <laughs> that's weird. But <laughs> I think the, the, bro- the broadcast to me is also so boring. It can be. And I feel like... I feel like there have been some shifts. Like people really hate um, A-Rod calling games. I like unorthodox or even maybe clumsy. Yes. I will say that it, it can put you to sleep sometimes, but depend on who depends on who's calling the game. Yes. So okay. so it's mostly mostly white announcers, mm-hmm. and they all sound like the sound of them talking is making them drowsy. Mm. And so I think they do need to lean into... I just Googled oh, it. no. The Clevelander Pool and Club at Marlins Park has closed as of... As of, is it the 20, yeah, 2020? Oh. Derek Jeter. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So no, I do think Sorry. they need to lean into more announcers of color and let them be themselves. And mm. because it's, we've talked about, it's a slower paced game. So yeah. you've got to do something to make me think that it's fun and keep me engaged while I'm watching or I'm listening in the stands for some reason. Right, right. You need to keep me engaged. And we're seeing this with some other sports. Yeah. I know the Manning cast yeah. has done well. They even tried that during the um, the women's game. I saw that the Diana Taurasi, Subert. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it because, you know, I, I, I really do love women's uh, college basketball. It's, it's super exciting, so I didn't need that extra thing. But yeah, I, I like the fact that they're giving you a little variety on how to watch the, how to enhance the fan experience. Yeah, so I think baseball is the perfect sport to lean into that because there's less 
action than, than a basketball <laughs> or a football. There's a lot of space. Yeah. For, so space. you can fill it in with this fun stuff that they're doing. And yeah. I, I do I do find it funny that ESPN is doing this with <gasps> Sue Bird and Tarasi and, and the Mannings. And yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to try to get outside the box, but it, it's with it's with white people. Right. But they but both the Mannings and Sue Bird and them have had LeBron and all a lot They've of black stars. Great, great guests, especially like, yeah, Sue Bird and Diana <laughs> Tarasi. They right. are, they're with it. So right. Um, right, right, right. they have been great about that. But I would love to see that for baseball. I yeah. would love to call a baseball game. I think so. And like, it'd be fun to like, just get some, some like, I know, I know it's an old name y'all. And I know it's a very specific like New York name, but Walt Clive Frazier does a really good job at Nick's home games at Madison Square Garden. But like, why don't we have the black equivalent of that? Like in any MLB setting, if there is one y'all keep us honest, you know, reach out to us. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Is yeah. there like a Walt Frazier or Gus Johnson? And, I can't think of one. And the reason why I bring his name up, of course, yeah, I'm a Knicks fan, but also because Walt Clyde Frazier, Clyde, his nickname, he brought flair to the game. Yes. And that's something that's part of his brand as, as calling the game is like he's wearing these really big, bright, loud jackets and he's still, you know, dressing like he did in the 70s. But that also translates into like his own individual style, even though he's up there and he's an OG. He still brings some flavor to the to the game. If he showed up like that to a baseball game, <laughs> Madison Bumgarner would throw a pitch right oh in his God. ribs it's for not being the, disrespectful. It's not the way we grew up in Ohio. It's not the way we... Yeah, you know what? The way you grew up was, was probably like on the heels of some racist shit because black bodies had just been able to just start stretch, you know, start to play, I think, in my childhood. Like, yes. really get going. I know the 50s and 60s existed, but I feel like the 80s and 90s, my Mets, <laughs> for better or for worse... You really start seeing some really amazing black baseball. Yeah, yeah. and Madison Bumgarner hates that. <laughs> yeah. He would be up there on his dirt bike oh flying off the handlebars. Yeah. He got hurt that way. I like to mention it all the time because oh he was God. a San Francisco giant. Yeah. And I hate him. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but you're right about like where is baseball's Clyde Frazier? Where is their Gus Johnson? Someone yeah. who gets me just excited to be watching this game yeah. with all this. That's, I think that's why I like this show. I don't know if you watch Brock Meyer. <laughs> I used to, but it's still, I like it. It's funny. I just haven't caught it. Yeah. I think the first season was probably the funniest <laughs> yeah, season. It looked like that's one of those shows that like, how are you going to outdo this? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But it was, he used like this old timey baseball announcer voice, but he was just saying wild shit the whole time. <laughs> it was real it was, weird. That was part of his character. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that was obviously you can't, you no. can't say the stuff Brock Meyer was saying, but just to, to, I think that's what was so funny about a baseball announcer saying stuff like this was yeah. so conflicting right. with what we know of boring baseball announcers. It's, it's so funny you brought up Brock Meyer because now I'm even thinking about, because we talk a lot about movies and, and TV here, but you don't even see like, like growing up you had Major League, you had Bull Durham, like there were movies based on baseball that were not just like Field of Dreams movies. They were either funny or just whatever. You don't even see like a lot of, do you see a lot of baseball mm. movies? No, anymore. Mm. No, you don't. You see football movies coming out yeah. left and right. Basketball movies will be here forever as yep. we as we've already outlined. But but like that even shows you how like disconnected people are from this game. From from what is it? America's pastime. America's pastime. Whatever. Yeah, not, not Yeah, Amer anymore. America done passed on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. So, so they they're kind of missing uh, yeah. missing out on the in game experience in some stadiums and yeah. and the broadcast experience as well. Bring I, back the alcohol pools and body paint, and I think that solves it, ma'am. That's a great. Maybe beyond the arc, I will uh, be a body painter. Oh my god. Anyway, okay. um, hope I just uh, want you to have a happy cut home, that, bro. Cut that, cut that. Yeah, I want um, you to have a happy home, bro. <laughs>
You can pay. Oh, never mind. Never, yeah. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Okay. No. Up. 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 I was thinking oh, okay. about, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think another another area where uh, baseball is is really missing out is when they're trying to uh, do outreach to our yeah. youth. Are they, and then they do have they have certain initiatives, right? They're working on some stuff. They're uh, they've been a little slow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I know like Little League Baseball is a mm. thing like you, I always but, watch it on, on ESPN. I used to watch it all the time, the Little League World Series. Oh my God, I, I, I will say that's something I did watch because shout out, New Jersey will always represent. Um, I will say like, I think that's where the crux of the issue. So we're, we're seeing the later stages of that lack of investment yes. in black and brown communities. Um, now there are a, a number of uh, socioeconomic issues that actually have taken the game further and further away from black neighborhoods. You know, there aren't an abundance of diamonds the way they may, may have been around when you and I grew up, even in places where you didn't live. I remember seeing way more baseball fields, but this is where the, we're seeing the, 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 finished product or the byproduct of years of, 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 of divestment from the black community. And I think also that's informed by baseball's overall uh, history with black players. Uh, you know, and it, I, there's always been tension there because black bodies weren't always welcome. Is that, does that make sense? I think it, yeah, that right. makes sense. And it, yeah. so especially we've got the issue in youth sports that, uh, that I have a problem with where uh, kids have to specialize in their sport earlier yeah. and earlier. Like, I mean, it's super competitive. Can you imagine being a play, uh, being an athlete now? Like Not at all. Like you'd have to have be on the travel team, AAU, or I don't know. And so we talked about it being cost prohibitive. prohibitive so uh -huh. I think along with you got to play travel baseball, yeah. that's expensive. The yep. equipment's expensive. So like with basketball, the equipment isn't super expensive. You need some shoes. And, but you do have to go play travel ball. Yeah. Uh, football, yeah. they don't, the equipment's expensive, but you don't really have travel leagues like that. No. Soccer, not. equipment is, is, is yeah. shoes. It's, and then there's some tournaments, but baseball has both. Hockey yeah. has the same issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hockey, hockey is, whew, Yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you have that problem. Also, it's not an easy sport just to go play. Right, right. Like you have to, you you're supposed to have nine players on each side. Obviously, you could probably play pickup ball with less, but right. where am I going to go find 17 friends? No, seriously, yeah. And and look, I, I don't want anyone to be mistaken that we're not we're not putting a, a color on poverty. So no. when we say cost, we're just saying like perhaps in like, for me, I would like, so for me, a lot of the school sports that popped off would be a lot in like Newark, Newark New Jersey. Um, because that's the biggest city. That's the capital. Uh, you know, not the capital. Excuse me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Trent is the capital, but the biggest city. Biggest city. I got it, y'all. I caught myself. The biggest city is Newark. Might as well be the fucking capital. Um, and so I would see a lot of all sports in in the Newark area. And now I just see less and less of that. It just as I grow up, just, I just as time is going on. So I'm not trying to put, I'm not trying to, when we say cost prohibitive, we're not trying to say that it's only a black issue. No, I think that poverty exists in all, all colors. So 
thank you for pointing that out. But also, I'm less likely to spend my money on something that isn't reaching out to me. So even if I have the money, right. I'm not going to put my kid in baseball right. because I don't feel like baseball wants me to be a part of baseball. Well, so again, we spend a lot of time in previous episodes or even just in like banter talking about uh, basketball and we're watching Winning Time. And Winning Time is all about how Dr. Jerry Buzz came up with these innovative ways to make the game more just something that people wanted to go see, like make it almost like a club atmosphere. But one thing that the, the book that I'm reading and um, other uh, reporters from that era talk about is that ba uh, basketball say, hey, we'll, we'll sell each player, each high profile player is a brand and we'll sell that. And that gets kids excited. So when yes. you talk about being sold, Baseball is not, no pun intended, pitching you any like even outstanding personalities, right? Yep. So that goes back to the first issue. Right. So I don't think you can have the outreach to our communities without the first issue being being solved with the personalities. Yep. And then the second issue where it's a fan experience where kids want to go to the games. I want to take my kids to the games. I want to put it on TV and watch it. I don't think you can solve the third issue, which is honestly probably the most important uh, part of the puzzle because yeah. if kids play baseball, they're going to be fans of baseball even go. when they stop playing baseball. And it's such a and I, and, I, and again, like I really do. Think, I hope that you do go to see a, a major league baseball game soon at a really fun park where there's like the Braves, like they have huge, like really good fans there, and and there's so much culture around you know the area. I hope you get a chance because when you sit and watch a game in person, not at home. It's fun. It is. It really is fun. I'll, I'm going to put that on the list. I had Marlins Park on the list Damn, for, but for we, reasons. We Google, <laughs> we Google in real time. I'm like that shit don't exist no more. I, I like. I like the fact that they were trying something that was uniquely Miami. But I'd love to see each other, like another city, try something that's uniquely Atlanta or uniquely New York or whatever Queens. Or whatever. Yeah, because because yeah. back to my Hawks game experience, that felt uniquely Atlanta. Yeah, like, yeah. Southern hip hop, Atlanta hip hop. Now the Hawks got it. They got yeah. it. They got it for sure. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I do know that that Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball have been working to to develop some initatives yeah. to try to solve the community outreach portion of things. Yeah. Oh, um, man. So I don't know how well they're I working. I don't know how much of it is PR. Yeah. Like, look, that's one thing y'all and y'all know this. Our our listeners uh, here are very smart and savvy. Sometimes you know, um, you know, racial equity, diversity, inclusion—that's just PR, y'all. It's just words. It's just letters. Yeah. Um, and and that and, and, and billion dollar billion dollar sports are not exempt from that practice. Like they will do the same fuckery too. So I think that they mean well. I think a, a bit baseball has a lot to make up to when it comes to the black player. Yeah, they have a lot to apologize for and make up for. A thousand percent. And they don't really, I know they, they've done some. Yeah, I'm reading an article. Yeah. Um, not picking up on any of the cues he's throwing me, y'all. <laughs> I'm reading an article right now. I have opened, now this came out like about a year ago, but it's uh, the, the headline says, World Series highlights the dwindling of black players in, uh, in America's pastime. And then there's uh, a subtitle here, three up and coming black players talk about changing their favorite sport to attract more athletes who look like them and this is some credit to NBC Black BLK um, this is written by Curtis Bunn just want to give credit but yeah they talk about they, they're talking about this one kid here Marquise Grissom Jr. You, this name yeah, ring the bell his, his dad played Major League Baseball so yeah. 
if if they're having to go to him and he's talking about, oh, uh, you know, yeah, baseball yeah. needs some some work to be done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course, some of the stats that you brought up as well, and I guess this might be the study that you've encountered, but like, yeah, the study, I believe that's the study you referenced, um, a study released in August indicated that black players make up less than 8% of players uh, in the major leagues. Right, and um, yeah, so yeah, they, they know the problem. Yeah, and so that number is is huge, Compared to the other, because I know someone's well, well, not our listeners. We've got great listeners, as you said. But, well, there's only X amount of African Americans in America anyway. But compare it to other sports. Yeah. And relative to other sports, (laughs) you're fucking up. Right. And and let's take it. Let's take it out of from from the players perspective. How many people, you know, are excited about going to these games like like black people, you know, like Mm. I know black men and I'm part of groups. I'm part of over 10 years of of a fantasy football fantasy group. We would go to games, football games. Um, But like, you know, and I've got friends who love baseball. That's the only reason why I would go. But that's very I can only count on two fingers how many people I can go to games with. Yeah. 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 It's just it. It's just not really. It just doesn't feel like it's for us. No, no. Um, so do you think it's the? Do you think it's the style of play, or do you think it's the lack of outreach? Do you think it's both? <laughs> I think it's the the lack of outreach mm-hmm. and and all the factors surrounding it. Because if I know anything about black culture, so I'm gonna explain this to you because I don't think you you know anything about black culture. Apparently not. So if I know anything, it doesn't matter <laughs> what we go to. Right. We can make it fun. Oh, you ain't lying. You were not lying for sure. I do believe that though. And I, so let me ask you this: When was the last time you got excited, like about basketball, even baseball, rather, even if it was just a fleeting moment, like a flirtation with it? Was it the Ken Griffey era? Because to me, as a kid, that was exciting. I had a big crush on Ken Griffey Jr. and Bobby Bonilla, but um, but they were also good baseball players. Yeah, that's. <laughs> thank you for that. Personal. Uh, I think that adds insight. value to the podcast. <laughs> yes. You're welcome, America. Um, well, I, some of the Dodgers runs yeah. have got me excited and passionate. Yeah. Um, regular season baseball uh, probably Never. hasn't been since uh, Sammy Sosa was black and hitting home <laughs> oh, runs. Shit. I was a big Sammy Sosa guy. I did like King Griffey Jr. as well. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think who after goes that. To representation matters right there. Yeah. I wanted to root for Bonds, and I, I still. I actually still fuck with Bonds. I know he's very controversial. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. He is an asshole, but I, I, I'm i I'm from, you know, being in Charleston, I understand how you can get hardened. So, yeah. uh, um, and I just think that both he and his father were amazing con- uh, contributors to the sport of, of baseball. So, uh, I, damn, was that the last time? Yeah. Shit. I- Outside of my Mets. Yeah, regular season baseball has probably been since uh, Sammy Sosa for me when I was like 10 years old. There isn't that one player. There isn't that one player. No. And uh, Mm. what's sad is I think there probably is that one player, but they don't allow him to be that one player. Yeah. I think I think people really were hanging their hats on Yasiel, but he didn't he really didn't really pan out. No, he was Mookie, exciting. Mookie Betts. Now Mookie, I would give Mookie. I like, I like Mookie. Mookie, and that's the one. Yes, your boy, right? Yeah. Um, Mookie, I fuck with. I like him um, a lot. And like, I'm, this is so weird. But when Curtis Granderson was on the Mets, I really like Curtis, Curtis Granderson. Granderson. You okay. know, who's doing things like for the game? I like yeah. his involvement. MLB, the, the the league has embraced him, and he's doing more. He's a great ambassador for the for the game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that would be Andrew McCutcheon too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm I'm omitting 
on purpose. Maybe I'm scarred. I lived in Philly for fucking 10 years. So I had to deal with the fucking Phillies and fucking J-Roll and fucking, oh my God, Ryan I can't stop. Utley, Ryan Howard, Flying Hawaiian, all them motherfuckers. I couldn't stand, you, being a Mets fan and living in Philly, those 10 years were hell. We had, I had the Giants holding it down against the Eagles, but Jesus. Yeah. Probably not a great sign for baseball that we're going through naming individual black baseball players. But I wanted to bring up a guest of the Flying Hawaiian and J-Roll and um, Jimmy Rollins and um, uh, Ryan Howard because cause Ryan, uh, cause, uh, Jimmy Rollins used to, like, he used to bring up the fact that, you know, hey, there's not a lot of black people playing this sport. Yeah. Yeah, so um, people are aware. Just got to grow this game. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like I said, I think it goes right back to not embracing black culture or doing that that outreach in our communities and i just don't i don't think you can have something in america and leave black people out yeah. and have it be successful i'm so happy you're really passionate about this though seriously on a serious note i think you don't hear a lot of sports fans talk about that because you you seem like somebody who would literally watch more i think they should try some new things um not get too cute i don't know how much i like about like robots calling calling, you know, strikes and balls and stuff like that. I don't know about that. No, I think the umpires messing up is kind of part of the game to yeah, me. Like, I, I, I like the arguments and everything. Yeah. I don't know what you, like, run up to a robot and unplug it, or I don't know. <laughs> He's so dumb. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think they should try. I think, sh I think they should start first and foremost, to your point that you made, you reiterated it uh, numbers, a number of times during this recording. They need to let individuals shine and let the individuality shine. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... That's really yeah. uh, my hypothesis for this podcast and for the people's beat is like individuals need to shine, particularly here in Charleston, right. but also in media, right. in everything. Right. Be yourself, be true to yourself. And I think that's that's the recipe for success. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see, you know, we'll see some some major shifts. Um, until then, I'm definitely going to figure out a way for us to go to a game and maybe cover it for the people's beat. For yes, sure. I'm, I am down to do it. Yes. Um, so I guess to wrap up, like yeah. Major League Baseball, please embrace black culture. I saw a commercial yesterday, <laughs> Nike Golf. Oh. Schoolboy Q I in saw a that Nike too. Golf I, commercial. Yo, I was like, Twitter, what the fuck are you sending me? Like, because it was on Twitter. I was like, who is, I was like, who putting grills in their mouth? I'm like, that's Schoolboy Q. Uh, he, yeah, he didn't have the bucket hat on. No, so I almost didn't recognize yeah. him. But, but he loves golf. It's no, he's yes. serious. He has been so vocal about his love of golf. And at first I thought it was shtick. But I'm like, if you got more rappers, like in like baseball, like that, because baseball used to be fly. Yeah. Especially, like you said, during, during when they used to let them, you know, shoot up, you know, HGH. Yeah. And I think that might actually, we didn't even talk about that. Wrap yeah, because, I mean, back in the day, just wrap it up. Um, juice that ball. Juice that ball. Yeah. Boy, Jesus. I, yeah, I got, that's, I, that's, that's Mika's suggestion. Look, I've got an we got to have that whole steroids yeah. uh, episode, I guess, because I'm pro, like, whatever you want to, like, it's your, it's your body, just your choice. It. Okay. I'm just saying you're going to get better offense. Ch I, I Chicks dig that. the long ball, yo. What the fuck? I grew up with that ad. We <laughs> heard about Bobby Bonilla and Ken Griffey Jr. in your life. But, but you're right, because <laughs> when baseball was more fun and let people be individuals, you had people like Nelly yeah. talking about baseball. Come on. So if, if golf, which is the most button-up sport oh in the God. world, can embrace schoolboy Q than baseball. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it's, go. I, th I think it's coming, so we'll see. Yeah. Yes, hopefully. So right. uh, appreciate y'all listening, <laughs> yes. and we will see y'all next week. All right. Share our shit. Please. Share our shit. <laughs> so share and share like That's the all-star model. Ain't that right, Leon? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that sounds real good. Uh, well, I want to warn you now. This ain't no measly paper contract.
One touch. And you made yourself a handshake deal with the bingo long traveling all-stars and motor kings. And there ain't nothing more solemn and binding under the law than an agreement of this kind.